we got to mix the mission statement with the idea that everything is relevant, our stand-up is relevant, living in New York is relevant, because it's all how to deal with day-to-day life. Yeah. Is that generally yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how the littlest things in the world ruin your whole outlook on life yeah. just because of one day when it's really not that big of a deal, but we've got to find a way to deal with, with the, our fucking anger, basically. Yeah. Welcome to the power of how. I'm Matt Fulcheron. I'm here with Brennan Tassif. I'm here with Daniel Torado. How are you guys? What's up? Uh, I may be a, a true New Yorker. What happened? I'm not sure. No such thing. But, well, I don't know that I'd ever, I'll ever be a, new, a real New Yorker because I moved here when I was 43. <laughs> so it's like right. I'd have to live till I was 86 here. To really be a New Yorker, I think you need yeah. at least half your life. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, yeah. I don't even think that's accurate, but yeah, I want to hear this story. Well, this is I'm an honorary member, honorary oh, member honorary. because okay. I, I got to the show early last night. Um, it's at this trendy place called the Ned Hotel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And great I'm spot in the restaurant having a beer. And the restaurant just starts freaking out all of a sudden, and I'm like, oh shit, somebody must be choking. Somebody must be passing out. Something, something's going on. Yeah. People are flipping out. And then I see people are kind of doing the wave through the restaurant, like all standing up. And I go, ah, it's just a rat. And I go back to drinking. <laughs> <laughs> and the bartender actually goes, you local? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I could tell. You Hell didn't, yeah. You didn't flip out Hell yeah, man. So that is something. Yeah. That is something. You know, I, I feel like uh, I, I remember reading this. I forget what, where it was. One of those silly websites or uh, 10 signs that you're a true New Yorker. Okay. <laughs> you got, if you're reading that, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, a true you, New Yorker. Yeah, you got to cross the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh, Ow! Hey. Uh, and you know what's funny? I have friends, uh, like my buddy Corey. I don't know if you guys know him. Corey Fernandez. He's a Puerto Rican comic. Uh-huh. He's out in L.A. right now. Uh-huh. And you know, born and raised in 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 Brooklyn, and um, Canarsie, more specifically, uh, the hood. Like I was, mm-hmm. I went to I went to visit him once, man, and he tells me to meet him at at eleven o'clock. Uh, at night, yeah. Little did I know what what Canarsie was. Like outside, uh, yeah, from Montreal. Yo, he. What were you guys up to in the first place? <laughs> we were gonna, we're going to a gig. We're, uh, we're we're going to a gig. Like I remember once he, I had this gig on on a street called. Uh, it was in the hood in the Bronx on Gun Hill Road, <laughs> and uh, yo, it's called Gun Hill Road. And uh, and I show up and I tell Corey, yo, Corey, I got a gig on Gun Hill Road. And he said, uh, yo, you, 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 what time's your gig at? It's like it's at midnight. It's like it's a bar show. It's like, yo, you, you can't, you can't go there oh, alone. Shit. You can't go there. That alone. sounds like a dare. It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, like, I'll give you, I got yeah, a spot for you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's on Gun Hill Road at midnight. <laughs> and he says, bring uh, cash. And he says, I will go with you from Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. He's gonna escort me to go to this gig. Right. Uh, and I'm like, meet me on AK 15 <laughs> Avenue. So dude, that's fun. You say that, man. Cause that was my, that was close to my opening, opening punchline. So I show up there and as, as soon as we, I step off, uh, step out of the subway, you have people, uh, trying to get you into, in, in, in their cabs, but they're not cab drivers. Right. They're not licensed cab drivers. Yeah. They're yeah. just people. Who just want money from you so can, they can drive you? They're, and, they're like Uber without the app. Yeah, well, <laughs> without the license, without anything, they're yeah. just people. Not even a driver's who, yeah, license. Do, do, yeah. you, do you need a ride? Do you need a ride anywhere? Do you need a yeah. ride? And they're at the like, airport. There's, there's like guys. five of them, right? And uh, and that's when I started understanding. Uh, okay, this is very strange. <laughs> 
Uh, I meet Corey. I meet Corey outside. We we walk like a couple of blocks. It's so sketchy, and I get to the. It's a bar show. Uh, and 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 it's hood. It's like yeah. it's hood. Right. Yeah. It's hood. Yeah. I'm obviously the only white dude. Uh, uh-huh. And I'm up first. Right. Of course. Let's Bullet. let's you know, uh, throw him to the wolves. And uh, and I'm there. And the you know that's what I love about comedy, man. It's like if you are just honest, if you're if you are truthful, yeah, you will never ever fail. Uh-huh. So I said, there's no way there I, I can I can kickstart this with a joke. It's, right. it's never going to work. So the first thing I said was, uh, "Hi guys, uh, I am petrified." <laughs> <laughs> and then right away, uh, they 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 loosened up. I got right. a, I got a really good laugh. Because I did look, I, I probably did look petrified, and like these guys, they they were checking people for guns to you know to to get in there. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, that it was pretty much what you said. I said I googled this place, uh, uh, you know, of all places on a street called Gun Hill Road. Uh, turns out it's between Machete Lane and I'll fuck you a Boulevard. <laughs> and then second laugh, and then it was just I warmed them up, and then I got into the bid, and 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 it was beautiful. It, I couldn't believe it went well. Yeah. So all this to say. Corey's from Carnarvie. Uh-huh. Corey's a true New Yorker, born and raised. True Puerto Rican, because he doesn't speak Spanish. <laughs> we discussed this yeah, once. Right, right. And, uh, and, and we're there, and he's like, yo, man, I've been here all my life, and I've never walked, I've never crossed the Brooklyn Bridge. Uh-huh. And that's how you know yeah. you're a true New Yorker. Yeah. You know, like, not these little stupid, like, you get your pizzas at, at Joe's, right. uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, but it is so true what you're saying about just being desensitized to to, to rats. Oh yeah, you see one every day at least, yeah. at least every day, and you're oh, yeah. prepared every day. You're like this rat could come out. You know, I've had a squirrel in like, your home grab a hold of me and just start yeah. shaking me in right. uh, Union Square. I when I first moved here, we'd have mice that would that little house mouse would run across, and we would yeah. freak out. Yeah, and like move all the furniture and do everything. Right. And then after a while, it was just like, oh, just okay. One's in the house. We'll set a trap. Yeah, and we'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, we had a whole episode on, on, yeah, on killing, traps, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> killing or not killing. <laughs> you know, it's good to be a little under the radar so Peter doesn't know yeah, yeah. what's going on. We've been we've been fine so, with that episode out. But um, how was the show? The show was funny because I went up with a good attitude, mm-hmm. and um, because to. I saw, yeah. like, no disrespect to the host, but the host w- w- was like couldn't get who's the host? couldn't get it going. Well, I don't want to say because. <laughs> Wait, wait, but the host is, is is not a comic. The host is a comic, and the host oh, is okay. is very good at what he does. But it was just one of those things where the, it just it, it was not the momentum was not there. Yeah, yeah. By the time he called me up, because I'm only asking this because the the other times I I did that show the 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 person bringing up the comics was not a comic. Well, I'm oh, telling okay. you, right? This so guy that's why was, is a comic. And he uh, he brought me up, and I just I just went with it. Um, I got plenty of laughs. None none of those good. Maybe maybe like two of those satisfying where you're like, yeah. oh, I got everybody on that one. Right. But at least for some reason they were listening to me. Like I they, and it's not again it's not the host's fault. He went up there cold, and. They were barely listening to him, and then when they were, they would be offended by everything he said. Right. And I went up there, and yeah. and they were definitely like listen listening to me, right away. And there was also some guy in there. It, I, someone told me he was famous, but 
that, that's that's, that's, that, fame. that's just weird. That's fame nowadays. Everybody in the room knew who this guy was. They just probably had a lot of Instagram followers. It's an Instagram right. follower type guy, and the guy looks like he's famous. He's wearing all white with a white beanie. Oh, it looks like uh, Vincent Chase's Entourage, like part two, <laughs> the right. reboot. Right, right, yeah. right, right. You know, and um, I just went up there, and it's all about it's all about attitude. Like if you. I could have easily bombed. And when I say bombed, I could have easily like gotten frustrated and panicked and everything. But I kept it fun. And I think that's the difference is as long as you're having fun, you're not bombing. It's contagious. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also just not embarrassing. Right. You know, so the downward spiral never starts. Right. <laughs> yeah, because the audience can feel it. When, I mean, I've noticed that like when I get on stage, if the first couple jokes don't hit, I will start to panic. Yeah. And then the audience feeds off my panic. Yeah. And then it turns into this whole like, right. oh, this guy's full of shit. Like, yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. And I'm, fi- I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm finally remembering that I'm, I'm funny as an ad-libber. Yeah. So I've gone back to a style I used to do a long time ago where I'll tell a joke. And then I'll talk about like what was happening during the joke. Like this motherfucker's <laughs> not listening to yeah. this because I'll get bored. Like if they're bored, I get bored. Yeah. And so I just start looking at the room around the room of people, and I'm like, oh, okay. As soon as I tell the punchline, I'm going to get the real laugh after right. yeah. this. Right, 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 right. You know, and you know the jokes are good because I do do shows where crowd work or ad libbing isn't part of it. Like when I do these big shows, mm-hmm. um, opening for Segura or Tosh, like you're not. You you're not fucking work. around. You're doing like your material, yeah. right? And that's when material is called for, and that's how I know the material is good, right? But then, like in a room, there's just so many variables, yeah. And there's so much other shit going on, including the entire world is in the audience's pocket now, and so they could just they're they're dying to get on that phone. Yeah. People don't like to put their phone away for an hour and a half. No way. But I also knew that the the tough part about going up first is. You really have to push that car uphill. Yeah, yeah. But the the upside is, you know, you only have to do ten minutes, so you can go hard because the other comics right. are there. Like if you go up like fifth, they're like, yeah, um, Godfrey's not here yet, so just Strange. go until I, I light you. And it's hard to strategize when you don't know much how how much time you're doing. Yeah. For me, anyways, I want to yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to know. Some hosts just laugh. They go. <laughs> Just do it till I light you. And I'm like, motherfucker, right. I want an exit strategy. <laughs> I want to say some shit that's going to be like yeah. uncomfortable. And I want to know how much time I have after that. Or before you get there. Yeah. I just I just want to know what kind of mission I'm going on. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's one of those things, too, where I've done shows at major clubs where the host is like, I'm like, hey, do you have the lineup? And he goes, oh, I'll just come and get you before you go up. And no. I'm like, okay, well, how long are we doing? He goes, ah, we'll figure it out. No. And this is at like a big club and I'm like, come on, man. Like this is not how this I, works. I, I, There's I, only one club that could do that, I think. There's only one. And it wasn't that club. <laughs> no, so it wasn't that no, club. It wasn't that club. Wow. I can think of two clubs that do it. And and there's this you know there's this about. there's this attitude like what are you a rookie just yeah. Yeah. just fucking you're on call yeah. right I'm like no they're like oh do you have a yeah. do you have a set to get to and I'm like well no and they go okay you'll be fine yeah like, just don't worry about it and I'm yeah. like all right cool like no it's ten thirty at night I don't right. have another set to get to <laughs> yeah I'm like all right cool guys yeah but you just know you're gonna have to deal with that so it's nice when you don't yeah. have to deal with that the, I would have preferred the show started on time yeah. but whatever you can't have everything I'm just happy to go up but you know even in that room there's no I, I haven't seen anyone uh, and I, I've only been to three shows and two I performed but that specific room I didn't see anyone off the top like kill uh-huh. you know it's just uh, oh yeah 
it's 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 such a different vibe. Yeah, no, there's tons it's, of rooms. See, I knew what I was playing. There's tons of rooms right. like that in LA, um, where like the club kids go to, like not even mm-hmm. the cool kids, but like the fucking people who who the think money the rich people, yeah. the money kids. Yeah, um, which is hilarious. They're not actually the cool kids, and they don't know it. But um, and there's another room I do uh, just like that in, in Soho. That, that I do where it's just like you have to be the, the everybody there house. yeah they're like a, they're like you have to be in the club yeah to go to the show you know right, what right, I mean right, right. like they're members of this exclusive yeah. club and I'm like hey you know I'm behind on rent and they're like what are these problems <laughs> right <laughs> right right what's wrong your with you your accountant doesn't take care of your bills like what's happening <laughs> yeah but I also but, but, but this show and I'm glad I didn't have to face it it's you say like Leonardo DiCaprio was in the audience sometimes, yeah. and they were telling me that Chris Rock shows up, and the famous people show up late, so they're gonna someone famous is gonna walk down the aisle yeah. there in your set. Does yeah. Chris walk, Rock? The Wolf do Walsh, What? No, no, Does he Chris, didn't do time. No, he just sits there and watches just, oh the show. Ah, that would be funny. He w- yeah, he was there when I I, I played, uh, and it's so funny because um, the the host was struggling with this audience and I started putting two and two together because I saw the people walk in. So I, uh, I see a lot of models. I see a lot of, uh, f- I hear a lot of foreigners. Mm-hmm. So I established that this is probably like English is for most of the audience. English is not the first language, uh-huh, which is always a plus, right? For you, well, I was going to say, yeah, he knows four of them, right? Right? No, but I'm not. You know, with ten minutes, I want to do jokes, yeah. And also, I if I'm the first one up, I I kind of feel that responsibility of like really getting it, yeah, going, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I told myself, you know, let me do the more simplistic jokes, you know, just to get them going, and you know, not not focus on the stuff I really want to do, or you know. Uh, or the edgier stuff. And then, so I'm in the middle of my set, and it's going fine, you know? But then someone walks in halfway through, mm-hmm. and I start kind of shitting on that person <laughs> uh, for for showing up late. And uh, so I said, uh, I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to start my whole act again. Yeah. So as he sits down, I retell the whole first joke again, yeah. and that gets everyone engaged. Because uh, I'm literally verbatim telling the right, joke over, right. and then I said, uh, "And well, the punch you don't deserve it." Right to that dude yeah. uh, who so happened to be Chris Rock, yeah. <laughs> and I had no clue because you can't see anything yeah. in there. And then I step off the stage, and again, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't do like the stuff like if I knew like a you know great comic, a, a legend, you. Fuck the audience. Yeah. yeah, right. You're just gonna do what you what you love doing at the edge. Show them you're an artist. Right. Yes. Show them you're an yeah. artist. Make that huge mistake. <laughs> this is why we play the game. Yeah. And then, and, but it's it's so tricky because you want to read the room. You wanna you want to kickstart the show. You want to make everyone happy. But then you you, kind, you there's always something to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. There always. is always something to sacrifice. Yeah. And then uh, uh, what I'm saying is, as long as you're not your dignity, we're good. Let's go. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. That's I how I look at it. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I did the same thing to Chris Rock. We were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember, 2006 I you, yeah, at oh, the yeah. Comedy Store. Uh, he walks in through the back, and um, these are the days at the Comedy Store where you go up after 11, and it's just a shit show. Yeah, and like you're just. But that's when the Comedy Store was the Comedy Store. Like, it was no, like, well, there's it, that's it that's transition yet. That's a tough system, or a tough statement. It's like it was before it was it was the dark ages, right? Yeah. So it was popular in the 80s. 
Went to yeah. shit in the 90s right. and into the 2000s. Right. And then as soon as Joe Rogan, Bill Burr, and Mark Maron started podcasting and talking about going there, that's when it blew up the, again. The renaissance. But right. this was in the dark ages, and I just start like shitting on the person who's walking through the room. Because you're looking for anything yeah. up there. And I'm not shitting on him. I was just going like, yeah, hey, dude, right, right, right. Just like what you did. Oh, you showed up late. What's going on? And it was so dark in there. I just kind of see him kind of barely look, but I couldn't really even see him. Right. And then I got off stage and the guy in the ticket one was like, dude, why are you fucking with Chris Rock? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I woke up with but, that and that, and, it, and it's true too. And it was like, you had a good idea with yours. You had like a bit. I, had a, I was just like oh. drowning and like grasping for fucking yeah. anything that was going to keep me afloat. And it wasn't very intelligent, smart, strategic, well, insightful. It, it was an experiment that went wrong. Right. A lot of times the experiment goes right. You know? Well, the idea was, was working until I said the punchline was like, and the punchline, you don't deserve it. No one laughed because I think they were aware of that who of was. who he was. Yeah. So I'm telling Chris Rock that he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't deserve, deserve comedy. The, yeah. So it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But but now but now you know if I ever play that room again, man. Sometimes you just have to like do what you want to do. Wouldn't that be great if he rushed the stage and slapped you? <laughs> Like he was all <laughs> Just did the reverse Will Smith. Like that's his bit now Dude I'd have a live show On Netflix <laughs> yeah. yeah But it's uh, It's tricky man It's tricky to To stick to It's tricky to read the room Cause even after All these years uh, Sometimes you can Misread a room Yeah You know what I What I find fascinating About comedy uh, About co- comedy crowds Is how uh, How How The energy in the room Always agrees with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. the, the the people they whatever you you can have a killer set that you do all the time, but for yeah. whatever reason, the audience decides uh, together. Yeah, in, in a moment that it's not funny, and 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 I never understood that. There's I, a momentum to it. Yeah, but sometimes a crowd is really divided, and it's really weird because it's always left to right. It's not pockets. It's true. It's, it's yeah. always left to right. Yeah, which I don't get after years of doing comedy. I, I think that just shows you how contagious it is. That's what I was going to say. If you contagious. hear people hear people next to you laughing, right? You start to go, "Oh, maybe this is funny." Like it's permission yeah. for you to laugh at the next joke. I love yeah. that. That's You're so like, much I like That's this great. guy. He's laughing. So I think I have permission to laugh too. Right. I don't have to be because a lot of people show up with um, like like a court jester mentality, like fucking dance for me, like yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not going right. to want to like you. Right. You can see it on their face, mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely, and even sometimes, and this this is like more of an acting thing probably that you know. If you make eye contact with somebody and show them like you're a real human being, and uh, like they they all of a sudden like loosen up like oh this is a person right yeah right this isn't right. some fucking Chuck E Cheese right uh, animatronic robot this yeah. is a guy right you know and you, it's so funny that you say core jester because who I'm like you know my dad was you know <laughs> I had this conversation uh, I I was telling this to my dad but uh, I had a conversation with a uh, I don't know like I think it was an audience member and he was like he. He said something like, you know, you're the court jester. I, f- I forget what it was specifically, uh-huh. but he, you know, 
he he obviously didn't take this job seriously, like what we do yeah. as a serious job. Right. And I was like, do you know do you know who the court jester is? Uh-huh. Like the court jester, especially in like Shakespearean plays, he's the <laughs> only one who can tell the truth. Yeah. And he's the only one that will not get killed for it. Right. And he's the only one that stands by the king who has divine right. Yeah. Uh, who has he he's he's the sidekick of the monarchy. Right. And that's as close as you ever get without you know uh, lineage yeah and I was like you know yeah I'm a fucking Clutchester <laughs> what said the that, fuck do you do they you know said what I mean the wrong guy <laughs> right. that's what I was just thinking <laughs> they said that's the wrong fucking guy no, but it's thank like, you very much <laughs> yeah, <so> actually <laughs> history <laughs> lesson kids I am proud to be a court jester hell yeah to, to stand that close to the king. I think that's what that's what's lacking today in politics. How, no, court jester. Oh, yeah. Like, because, you know, comics become the court jesters, but they're not in the court. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know? no. But how Unless great, they are. <laughs> how great would it be yeah. if you'd still have a court jester next to Biden or next to, well, right. now today, I feel like they, they are their own court jesters. And uh, also the opposition is very much the jester as right, well. Right, yeah. you know? right, 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 right. But that, what a wonderful tradition to have someone just constantly speak the truth, be the the, the wisdom. You know, the wisest things come out from the court. And gesture. they could talk shit about the king, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, could talk yeah. shit about anyone right. and but, get away but, with but it. But don't they famously push it too far? Like, and then but they never they get killed? They, n- they never get killed. Never get killed? Never oh. get killed. Oh, okay. They never get killed. They get, they, uh, they get a they return stole. engagement? <laughs> well, they have a residency. I, I don't know, pretty much. I don't know if they, historically, they ever got killed. That I don't know. Uh-huh. But in, in plays, you know, they they are the voice of the truth. Yeah. They have room for error, in yeah. other words. Yeah. It's okay. As long as they're truthful, they're okay. Yeah, for the most part, and they call out all the bullshit. They call out like the you know the the secret love affairs. Uh, they are the council, the the comedy, the, the 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 wisdom. It's it's and yet, and they are untouchable. I just because thought, they're buffoons. I just well, thought of the court. Yeah, and you if you look like a buffoon, technically no one will take you seriously. Yeah, yeah. So I just I just thought of my Instagram page that I'll never do, court jester. And it'll be all stand-up comedy standing next to a king. Uh, right, right. <laughs> and then just like a whole page yeah. of yeah, court jester. It'll be great, but I don't have the energy. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody take it and run with it. Somebody go Fiber, with that. Fiber, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think another big thing, too, is sometimes when you walk into a room and people have that, like, well, make me laugh clown kind of look. Yeah. I think it's because... And this might be way out there, but comedy itself, making other people laugh, is, is a very unique gift. But it's something that you think happens almost spontaneously. So I think a lot of people almost resent this idea of I'm going to go to a space where these people can do it on demand. That's why they go in there with that mindset like, yeah, I bet you can't make me laugh. Like try to make yeah, me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, no, co- like laughter is supposed to be spontaneous and out of the blue. There's no way that this person who's like practiced this and this is their job, there's no way that they can just do it on a whim. Yeah. And so I think that's why they go in there with that mentality of like, yeah, I bet you can't make me laugh. I'm going to bet too that most of the people with that attitude get in for free. <laughs> Most people that pay have a different attitude. Absolutely. Right. Something and there's always no there's, there's a sense of excitement. There's always at the comedy clubs they always give away like tons of free tickets. Paper the room. Unless it's a special engagement in the calendar. And people come in for free yeah. and they act like it's for free. They see no value on the show. Yep. They're like, why is this show free? Probably because it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and they go in just like that show was free last night. Right. 
Um, and I don't, the general consensus of that audience is not that they're a shitty audience. It's just, they don't know any better. And so no one really gets mad at that audience at that, that cool show because they, we know they're there with the best of intentions. They just don't live on the same planet that we live on. <laughs> and, 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 uh, but that's what's sad. They do live in the, on the same planet. We're just not a part of that mm-hmm. world, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with you, but I also think they are not they are not people who go to comedy shows. No way. Yeah. So they don't know how to respond. It's like when you do a college gig, like a lot of the kids, they've never been to a comedy show. Yeah. So they don't know how to respond to... They don't know if it's well, okay they do. to laugh, not to laugh. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You guys want to go to the offended rally right, tonight? Right, right, right. So that's what I think is uh, an issue, and it's true. When you pay to see a show, you're uh, you're more excited to to you're, you you want to laugh, you're right? Because yeah. you deserve to laugh. But some people, and also the, I think Netflix also killed in some ways uh, having having no, but it being oversaturated. That a lot of I, I don't, so many people tell me like man when I watch comedy on, on on Netflix or not not only Netflix but television everywhere yeah it's just not funny. Because yeah. <laughs> they don't they don't get that it's a live experience. There's they, a there's such a tension and a pressure and pride to the situation and pride to not laugh. Yes, that it really is. If that audience is laughing, it's a huge huge thing. It's a moment right. that you can feel. Yes. Yeah. Whereas if you watch it on TV and you assume there's going to be laughter and you know they can add laughter, right. Then it's just it's just not that interesting. At that point, it is a guy talking. So, like, if you're in the room with the person talking, it's very exciting. Right. If you're watching something that's already been taped, there's no stakes. It's already done. Yeah. The whole thing's already done. It's done six months ago. That's yeah. why it was interesting that Chris Rock did that live um, yeah. thing, because it's not exactly the same experience, but it does throw an element of, oh, my God, how's this going to go? Yeah. Whereas most stuff you watch on TV, you know how it's going to go. The right. person's going to kill whether they killed it or they yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah. going to be recreated. Absolutely. I, Joe, you, know, you guys know Joe Matarese? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I yeah. love Joe. I, dude, I love Joe. Yeah. Joe Joe was the first New York comic that I met in Montreal. Yeah. Uh, and he his comedy blew me away because <laughs> I, never, I never saw that style of comedy. Yeah. Um, and I, I still remember one of his first jokes when, when he came to Montreal, he was like, he went to, to movie theater and you know, some people are just so chatty. Yeah. Like they ended up being on the credits as chatty bitch number one <laughs> and chatty bitch number two. And, and dude is, he, he's so, he's such a funny dude. Yeah. And I saw, I saw him, he he did a gala just for laughs a few years ago. I think it was 2010. Yeah. And, uh, it was so funny because Joe, I always looked up to Joe. Now we're, we're we're good buddies. Yeah. But when I was younger, he was like kind of like my comedy hero. You yeah. Know? He uh, and and he he would come to Montreal every now and then, but he kept calling me David uh-huh. instead of Daniel, <laughs> and I would just I wouldn't say anything. I was like, uh, I'll be David for Joe. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's David right, in right. your phone, it's fine. <laughs> right. So um, so so Joe was. Uh, I see him at the Just for Laughs. I, I saw the taping of the gala. And I hit him up, I'm like, yo, I just saw your gala, you murdered. He's like, what are you talking about, man? I bombed. I bombed so badly. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it, 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 you, you killed. He's like, right. well, they, they, they edited the shit out of that yeah. clip because I did horribly. People yeah. were walking in, interrupting my set. Yeah. And I saw none of that. No, I know. I saw myself killing on NBC when I bombed. 
Wow. And you can see it on my face that I'm bombing. Yeah. But then the laughter is like, ah, they're cutting <laughs> to people dying. And then that, that affected the way I did my right. half hour special. That and watching Daniel Tosh tape his and Mitch Hedberg. They put out a Comedy Central of Mitch Hedberg's unedited half hour special. Or I need and tanks. it's a mess. Yeah. It's a fucking mess. Is it really? But it's hilarious. Because they don't get him at all. Yeah. But. But, but he gets they, him eventually. They he get him gets eventually. him right after but half does, an hour. But he does double his time, right? He and an then hour. He, and then he starts doing jokes that he knows he's not supposed to do have already been done. He's like, I he's like, I definitely want my special to be funny, and so he just goes with like he's past like what he's supposed to be doing. You know, there's a certain amount of clear jokes when you yeah. do a show like that, and then he starts doing jokes he's not supposed to be doing, and he just he he just kills, and that that all had an effect on me, and and. and Tosh will also you like stop in between a joke, treating it like like taping a show. Yeah. Instead of it's you have to remember that you're playing to the cameras and not the audience there. Yeah. And that's what I did on my half hour special. After about three minutes of not really loving the audience, I said I stopped and I we just talked go, about this. have we talked about this on this show? No, not on this show. On yeah. my show. So t- this is well, I just stopped and I go. I see a lot of unhappy faces in the audience. I'm like, but I don't care. This is my special. We're going to edit it so I'm killing. So, <laughs> like, fuck off. Right. And they were mine after that. And I did more shit like that. I, I, I kept it so goddamn loose and took the piss out of it that they were having the best time. And um, unfortunately, they cut a lot of that out. They cut it down to what was right. agreed to. They but, did keep some of it in, because I just recently rewatched uh-huh, it. And yeah. They did keep some of it in where it's like... Uh, You'll say a, a joke, and then, like you were just talking about earlier, your point be like, "I see you in row four. <laughs> What's up? You doing your taxes over here?" And I'm just like, I was dying. I was like, "You still got it?" Because I and remember on my show, you, you at one point you said to the audience, "You're only here because mannequins look weird. Like that's the only yeah. reason you're here." I yeah, I don't even know if I said that, but I was saying all kinds of things, yeah. and I don't remember because I don't have the tape. Yeah, right. But I do remember while I was going. I see a lot of unhappy faces here, and I was like confronting them. I was there's a little voice in the back of my head going, "What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like you were gonna fuck this up? You got 27 minutes to go. What the fuck are you doing?" Right. But it worked, and yeah. I just surfed that goddamn wave. It was glorious. That's amazing. It was glorious, man. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and there's also there's something that's kept in that they couldn't get out. I said a joke, and I saw this woman's. Face just scowling at me, and I'm like, "That's all right, ma'am. You don't have to show me any respect." <laughs> right? <laughs> like that. She was so angry at me. Yeah, that's cool yeah. That, that you won with your gut feeling, man. I I had a a show once. It was it, it was uh, I guess one of the regrets of not going with your gut feeling. But I was really young in comedy. I had done. Uh, did I ever talk about the the show with the guy flashing himself and? Oh no! No. So I, I. So let me get some popcorn. Yeah. So Joe, um, just for laughs, has uh, a French division called uh, Juste pour rire. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing, but it's in French. Yeah. So I do my first gala for them, and uh, and they are the French side of comedy, much less now. Well, it's you can argue that, but uh, is. It was very show-like. It was very uh, almost, um, like a al- almost show? like a circus. Okay. It was. It, you know. It, you know. What you know. Pete Johansson told me about because he's done some comedy in French too. Okay. You know Pete? Yeah. Oh, I don't know him like like that. Yeah. But. Yeah. He he was just like he goes a French, and this is like in the late nineties when he told me he's like French humor is a little different. Oh. He big goes time. he goes lipstick on a horse. That's funny in France. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was the best way he could describe it to me. That's, and it only confused me. Well, it's, it's you know what? In, in, it's different from That's France. like a pie in the face? Uh, like that level of comedy? No, no. I think uh, that's more specific the, yeah. the, the lipstick. <laughs> right. Yeah, lipstick. Uh, what is that about? Well, you know, f- French comedy from uh, Quebec uh, versus comedy from France is different. Okay. But it is uh, a lot of French comics back in the 90s would steal a lot of material okay. from American comedians right. because they would speak both languages. Mm-hmm. And like no one ever thought that the internet would you know expose expose yeah. everyone yeah. you know it exposed you know robert plant with uh you know and and jimmy page when Led they Zeppelin. Were, yeah. yeah like they uh they would steal from muddy waters and a lot the yeah, first two albums well, from a lot from yeah. a lot of artists yeah. and i you know i can argue that the music they made is incredible and 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 it was it plagiarism probably and how it, it, but it, the it was music, both, but it, it, was, but it was fantastic. It was both. It was plagiarism that they put their touch to, right? But they have all. They've also they stole lyrics, like specific lyrics, lines, riffs, right? Everything. And what sucks is that they never credited. That's yeah. what sucks. That's Rolling what, Stones yeah. credited, right? right. <laughs> they didn't. Uh, so plagiarism. Uh, they never thought comics would never never thought they would you know get caught, and everyone thought they'd be able to get away with um, you know with taking English material. And so there's a lot of like that shit going on in the '90s, yeah. And a lot of big comics blowing up using American material, and then and it was really a lot of it was just fucking hacky, like mm-hmm. super hacky. How do you say what's the deal in French? C'est quoi le deal? So, uh, well, <laughs> how do you say who are these people? <laughs> so, what sucks? Well, no, what's good is that with the internet, uh, everything became so like American comedy became so uh, accessible. Yeah, to, to yeah. everyone. So that style of comedy became more popular, and and today, like if you go in in um, to Montreal and, and some wonderful French Canadian comics, like wonderful, wonderful, like really talented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's grown tremendously. Um, but now, uh, but oh yeah, so when I did that first gala, this was before you know the internet really uh, helped comics over there. So I show up on stage. I'm the first comic up. I'm the only one who's like an English comic doing French comedy. So they throw me up first. And the hosts, they do a, a spectacular, mm-hmm. literally spectacular uh, opening uh-huh. with uh, confetti, with <laughs> fireworks, with, with dancing, <laughs> and they bring on stage three strippers. Yeah. Okay, three strippers who strip for them uh-huh. while they're sitting down. Uh-huh. And then one of the guys says, "Well, how can you? This is ridiculous. We can't shock the audience anymore." Than we just did, and then a guy runs on stage, flashes his dick for literally, <laughs> literally thirty seconds. That's He's just standing time. there, yeah. He's, and the audience goes bananas, <laughs> like a roar that you would never hear. Is this a, where the horse comes show. in? <laughs> 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 that was the horse. <laughs> so, and then okay, we're gonna bring up your first act, Daniel Torado. Oh fuck that! And I'm following, you know, you following six dick, titties and a dick, titties. Yeah. Six titties in a dick. Six titties in a dick. <laughs> That's the name of your third <laughs> album. You're just like. <laughs> just Guess who the dick is? Rock. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, dick. <laughs> and so all, all this to say that I couldn't 
I didn't trust my intuition to uh, because it was videotaped and because this was going to be on television. I couldn't go off script because I knew they they were going to edit everything. Yeah. So I couldn't call out what was the like it's is beyond obvious. Yeah. And I had to ignore that like a complete idiot. That's tough. Yeah. And then it took me literally. I had a seven minute set. It took me close to five minutes to get my first sure. good laugh. Yeah. Because they're like they don't want to, they they can't hear jokes. They just saw a circus. Right. There's a lot of visuals. Right. You know. I had a well, good, experience. but 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 also like. You you picked one lane and you stuck with it. Yeah. So that is good. But it's dope that you still went beyond that. You you that little voice I ignored and you listened to that it. That voice can be evil. Yeah. That voice can lead you astray. It can steer you in the wrong yeah. direction. Well, because it, I for me, I have a tendency to keep it way too real sometimes and it's just digging a hole. But I also knew that in that cir- circumstance, I was going to play to the cameras and it was going to be fine. Yeah. Fuck it. Cuz they can edit it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. Like, do you have an example where it led you astray? Um, on shows where they're not taping, I'll I'll just be like, I'll I'll bring up the uh, oh, geez. Is that? Uh... Um, I'll I'll bring up. I'll 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 take a chance. I'll listen to a little voice, and I'll be like, I know this is pushing it. I can't think of a real example. Yeah, but I'll be like, I'm gonna say this shit. It's gonna be fucking. Ill. It usually happens like in the Midwest at like a funny bone. Yeah, that's where it usually goes wrong. It goes right in New York and LA where people are just dying for the monotony to be broken. But it almost <laughs> suggests sometimes that I'm telling them that this is a shitty show or something to that vein, and I'm also manifesting a shitty show by calling it a shitty show or something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, and not some audiences just want you to go up there and. Have all the confidence in the world and ignore anything negative. And I understand that too. Mm-hmm. But I like to fuck around, man. Yeah. I like to keep it real. Right. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's tricky. So, yeah. I've had it. I did, um, I've done it a few times at Comedians and Drag Doing Comedy. It's a nationally touring show um, by a very funny comic. And the first time I did it, I just talked about how I was in drag on stage <laughs> doing comedy. The second time, I didn't. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do my set. I'm not going to acknowledge that I'm in drag. I'm not going to acknowledge that it's a drag show. Yeah. Almost like what you're saying, where it's like, I'm not going to acknowledge that all that just happened and I'm just going to do my set. So it's a little different because I was in drag. Yeah. But the second time I was like, I'm just going to do my set because I want to fucking tape it and I want to clip it and I, w- I just want to hear the jokes. Yeah. And I bonked horribly. Because <laughs> everyone's like, this is a drag show. You're up there doing comedy in drag and you're not going to address is it this, at all. Is this why you had really to... funny, though. Yeah, but I was yeah. just like... I think it's funny, uh, yeah. too. And is this why you had to leave Florida? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that was, that was one of the last shows that I did before I did leave. But I, I had all this confidence. Like, yeah. I've been doing... Like, the first time I did it, I had never done it before. I'd never dressed in drag. I'd never done anything like that. So I was like, oh. And it's funny because I look the way I look. I'm from where I'm from. So people automatically assume homophobic, racist, right, misogynist. Right, right. So I was like, oh, this will be liberating to do a drag show. So yeah. I could be like, oh, no, this is really like I'm like on board. Uh, and so the first time I did it, I crushed right. because I'm just talking about like, isn't yeah, this hilarious? Yeah, yeah. Right. The second time, it was so – just cricket. I'm wearing a dress and a wig, and it's just crickets. I support. Like, I support right. your second time too. Yeah. I think. I think at least you tried it both ways, well, yeah, which the is writing. the theme of the event. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the voice in my head was like, this time we're going to do just jokes. Yeah. Don't even address the drag. Right, and right, I was like, right. you fucking lying piece of shit. That, that's like that's like performing, doing stand-up, holding a guitar and never playing a note and not even <laughs> addressing. Funny. Not even addressing. I love that kind of shit. Yeah, I should try that. That'd be funny. I love somebody just touching walk a note. with a guitar. No, you walk even. with a guitar, you just hold it, you tell your jokes, thank you. <laughs> I've, I've done it like in my open mic days where there was a coffee shop and there was a guitar just lying around. You just pick it like, up? I tell it, and I tried it that way and I also did it like after a punchline I'd play like a Black Sabbath riff yeah. or something. But I don't think you can play the like guitar. A, yeah. I kind of can. I mean, I used to play it a lot more but I'm right. out of practice. But yeah. but I knew a couple killer metal riffs but metal riffs on an acoustic guitar obviously uh, Tenacious D. Right. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, right, it's that right, brand right, of humor. It's right. like really heavy stuff in almost a weak way. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. is, is funny but like open mic days I was just trying fucking anything. I was so uncomfortable up there just for like five minutes that I'd be squirming Trying anything I could think of just to I love break down o- monotony. I love open mic Do, days. See, man. some of your favorite comedians are from your open mic days. Yeah. Guys that could never make it because they were so off the wall. It just never translated. Right. That's when it's like a. That's when it's really fun. That's when it's really fun is when you you're with. There's maybe like 30 people in your orbit, and you're like, I can't wait to see what they yeah. do this yeah, weekend yeah. after what we, was on the Oscars or whatever. Yeah. Like you just, right. and it's a community, and it really does become a comedy club. And then it can get too incestuous where you, you're doing inside jokes on stage. And then that when you happens. get on the road, you're like so fucking confused. Like again, like. You guys don't know Drew? What's yeah, happening? yeah, yeah, yeah. But you I know went, what I hate? I went to his house on Father's Day. You get it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, once I I miss the the open mic days a yeah. lot, and it's exactly how mm-hmm. you how you paint it. Yeah, uh, the only thing I, I remember disliking strongly is when comics would laugh so loud in the back of the room. Yeah, and I know it's to support, but most of it it was to get the attention. Sure, you know, you know how yeah, comics yeah. sometimes they just yeah. laugh so, like. I feel personally attacked because I have like, a loud laugh. No, 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 but no, but it's one thing. It's one thing, but when you hear the same joke. Oh yeah, yeah, for five months. Yeah, every Monday night, you're gonna laugh really like it's the first time you ever heard. You know, <laughs> you just like yeah, yeah, it's, you it's just you just want you yeah. want everyone to just look back. Oh, that's the comic who's yeah. laughing, who just went up, who's right. gonna you know, it's like yeah. it's that bullshit, man. The cool thing in New York with the open mics is uh, a lot of com- like, I think I've talked about this before, but like comics who are just on the cusp of being past at clubs have to do their new stuff at open mics because if they bomb at the club with their new stuff, right. then they're not passed anymore. And so I'll see a lot of these comics that I've seen at bigger clubs come to the open mics. And this happened the other day. We have a thing called New Joke Wednesday, only new material. Yeah. You're only allowed to do new stuff. That's like the rule. Obviously, it's an open mic. You can do whatever you want, but it's, yeah, sure. it's yeah. an agreed upon rule. It's in your best interest once the rule is established. Yeah, to yeah. do. And this comic who's pretty big, you know, a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Like we had no idea what he was doing at the mic, but yeah. he showed up and he was like, Hey, can I get on? And we're like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course sure. you have to, you know, bottom of the list, but yeah, you can get up later. <laughs> uh, but we were all just kind of blown away that he was there. And so I did the thing that you were talking about a lot about playing to the one person in the room. <laughs> so I got up and started doing new stuff and he was dying. And I was like, I don't care about anyone else in this room right now. Like this guy produces three shows. Yeah, so like, right. I'm going to just try and kill for him. Yeah, yeah. But then I've also seen it where people are going through whatever they're going through and no judgment for me. You know, yeah. I've been sober a long time, so I'm always there if anybody needs it, but they'll get on stage 
And they'll like I saw this the other day. Someone almost started crying. And yeah, they were like, "My career should be so much further along. Like I was passed at clubs before, and now I'm at a 1 p.m. open mic. Yeah, like just tearing the room apart. And right, this is like an right. established comic. And yeah, I, like I don't want to say who it is, but I'm no. like looking at the stage, like what, like what are you, like right, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I've done that before, back when I was drinking, and I could yeah. see what was happening, and I was yeah. like, this isn't good. Like this isn't right. this isn't like some small town in like the Midwest, like. You're in New York. Like, yeah. this is going to get out that you did this. Yeah. So it's just weird because open mics in New York are a totally different animal than from, you know, Florida or like Oklahoma City or stuff like that. Yeah. No, when I saw what um, comics that I never heard of were do when I got to New York, I was like, wow, this, I've never heard of this guy. This is practically a open mic I'm at. Yeah. And this guy's fucking incredible. And then the next guy was incredible. Yeah. And the next guy was incredible. There's there's a lot I mean, this is still probably the best place in the world for comedy. Like yeah. everybody here has got at least five minutes that are fucking killing. Well, and these are all people you know? where they were the best at wherever they were. Right. So then yeah, they yeah, came yeah. to New York and then, mm-hmm. you know, the way it works is the following thing. So if you don't have enough follow I know people who Moved from Florida, who have over a hundred thousand followers, who still can't get time at clubs. It's just stuff because they're just like, yeah, it's it's oversaturated. So then I, they go to open mics. Yeah, I did a I did a new material night on Tuesday. Yeah, and it was it was so fun because it just reminded me of all the, all we're talking about. It was like I like to write a really short, efficient joke, but when I'm doing new jokes. Anything that pops into my head, I'll follow the rabbit down yeah. the rabbit hole, and I'll try to. Next thing I know, I'm like asking people in the audience, I'm like, "Can you name the twelve apostles?" Because I can't, and I just I started to name like as much as I could, and it was a one liner. It was a one liner joke that I made like two minutes long, and I'm like, "I better get to the punchline." I'll even do the joke for you guys. If uh, the Last Supper took place. At a sushi restaurant, you know sushi restaurants would now have a drink called For Christ's Sake. And it took me like, it took me fucking two minutes to get to the joke. And I'm like, no, let me do the joke. Let me do the joke. It was so fun, dude. It was so fun. But... It's a lot more fun when the when the audience knows. Yes, this is new material night. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, something yeah. I try to tell um, like younger <sighs> comics. And this is this goes actually back to what we were talking about earlier about the pay. And I wanted to mention this: younger comics, a lot of comics, in order to get um, seen in the scene, what they'll do is they'll start their own show. They'll find a bar, be like, "What's your slowest night? Let's start a mm-hmm. show." Yeah. Happens all over the world. Happens yeah. all over the country. Especially happens in New York. And I tell all of them because I'm like the most like one of the older veteran like guys at the mics and I just go because I you know I work at night I don't get enough stage time and they'll always be like hey I'm thinking about starting a show what do you think about that and I go no matter what you do charge for it at yeah. least five dollars there you go if it's a real show you have to charge for it yeah because it goes back to this whole idea of they go oh well I want to make it a free show so like a ton of people come I go they're not going to pay attention no. they're not going to respect the show they're not going to respect the comics yeah like your your budget's going to be blown on one guy one guy or girl that you want to headline like, yeah charge you have yeah. to charge because something given has three no bucks value. Yeah. three bucks two bucks three two bucks, bucks one matter. buck charge you have to charge and then the other thing that it's just it's like so funny about the whole thing is just this idea of like i don't know man it's just weird this whole like i i don't know it's just everyone's so good yeah it's fucking nuts it's nuts it's so nuts and now that like now that we have the internet everybody knows how good everybody is yeah. in every town, and everybody's just really going for it. I remember when I was a skateboarder, um, I would look at all the magazines from California, and I'd be. We would try to be as good as the magazines, 
were as all the skateboarders were and the videos and we would try and we would get pretty good. And then when I got to California, I saw that like so many people sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's like the idea of you thinking that everybody is as good as your favorite comic in Omaha. Yeah. And like just just like going for it that hard. Like it has um it makes everybody try that much harder when you can see what everybody's doing. Yeah. Whereas it used to be like you could just like you could be like such a big fish in your small pond and just be like the funniest guy right. in Minneapolis or whatever. Well, we all have to know those people, right? Well, but it's a little bit different for me because I've only done I've only lived in L.A. and New York, LA, and so York, there's yeah. so many good people. But um, but yeah, because I know a couple of those guys, and I love them to death. Some of them are my closest friends, but they're like, why would I leave? Like, right? I pay all my bills. I get to travel all over the country. You can't argue with that. Yeah, you but... can't. It's like, why would I go to New York where? I literally would have to start doing open mics again. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there is an answer to that. Yeah. And so you can get better and like really, really become part of a big scene. Absolutely. That's something. That's, there's, there's a value there's to that. There's something to say. Yeah. Walking to the subway today and running into a really big comic that I just had on my podcast. Like there's something to say mm-hmm. that only happens in New York. Like it doesn't happen in Daytona. And you're just, you're going to be on shows with, you're going to have to follow Big fucking names who yeah. are really good. Yeah. And that is what you like crazy. Yeah. yeah. This year I followed Gaffigan and Louis C.K. Yeah. You know? God. Like that, that makes you fucking work. Last year you followed Seinfeld. I remember it got. No. You didn't, I he got went them? up after me. He went oh, up okay, after okay, me, okay, dude. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, no, thank God. That happens a lot at Gotham. Yeah. Once uh, Goth, uh, I was at Gotham and um, Seinfeld walks in. Gaffigan walks in and Maniscalco. Yeah, on the that's same heavy. Bill, none of them that's, were scheduled to appear. It's a five hundred dollar ticket if you're going. Dude, to that's Yo, big time. It was it was insane yeah. for the audience yeah. to see. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, to 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 your point, I, I think it's so good. You're right to charge. You know, yeah. with, with uh, but it's also important to pay the comics. Yes. Oh I, man. Dude, well, that's why you charge. Yeah. Remember my comics. show in Astoria? Yeah, that was so cool. Yo, I was paying comics 75 bucks. Damn. And, and on, that, a, on a Tuesday. And you know what that did? That made me go, well, I'm going to prepare for the show. I'm going to give a good performance at this show. Not just, oh, I'm doing a spot in Astoria. And you know that. what? And I, really, yeah. and I really appreciated that because I had incredible comics just fucking wing it. <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, bro, I'm paying you double than what you would get. The nightly Right on a Tuesday, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and I and I asked you, like, you know, like, you know, f- you can fuck around, but bring some of your A game. Yeah. But some just like fucking went straight to like new jokes and some great comics bombed. Yeah. And it's like, name them, tr- call them out. <laughs> and I'm trying, and I'm trying to like put something really special and uh, together and 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 something really, and only one of them. Uh, came up to me and he was a true vet of the scene. Yeah, and he was like, "Yo, I'm sorry," and I and just just the fact that he came up to me and had that humility, uh, just such a so classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and he's a killer. But uh, was he just doing new stuff, or he just realized? Uh, I I don't know. Okay, I don't know if it was his state of you know it, how he was feeling or with a combination of new jokes. But a lot of him just didn't give a fuck, and uh, they just saw it as a show in Astoria. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm always trying to remember, like, how would I like to be treated as a comic? How would I? I would love to make seventy five bucks yeah. on a Tuesday. Hell yeah, that's, that's in a great neighborhood that gives you drinks. Yeah, and food. Dude, message received when you booked me on that, and I got, I caught the idea that you were trying to make something great in Astoria, that you could, we were making a show yeah. 
that they could see in Manhattan, but they could see it right. in Astoria. What I caught the, the I caught the whole thing. I caught what you were doing. Yeah, you killed that night. And I killed that night. You. And I was I was nervous because I I, I I get nervous a lot anyway, but I was like, I want this to be good. Yeah. You know, and that's when great. you get nervous. Yeah. 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 No, it was you, fun. You it was care, fun. Because you care. Yeah. You know, some people stop caring. What happened to the show? Uh, they, uh, the manager got fired and the manager was a huge comedy buff and, uh, they didn't, and the, the, the venue was great. Like it was, it was, it was was like intimate and it it was just a a good spot for comedy. They really turned into something special, but the other, the owners, they, they didn't have that eye or the the, the love for it or, yeah, it was. The way you guys were talking about like, oh, we're trying to make it a big show. I'm like, what happened to it? I know. It was cool. It was like outdoors and indoors all at the same time. So there were walls, but no roof. Oh, right. There was no ceiling. We could do whatever we wanted. Yeah, it was, it was, it was was like a tree. Wasn't there a tree? And the food was great. The drinks were great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was a tree. And the story is cool. Yeah, Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. And it's uh, it's so hard to find uh, a room. To, there's so many rooms, but one where you get treated nicely, where you remember. That's you know? the other thing too is finding a room that works. Not only for comedy, because we were talking about this before you got here, but just like some of these rooms where you're like, oh, this isn't for comedy. But the person putting it together doesn't know comedy. Yeah, yeah. just like oh, people like comedy. You're so a professional. On- you'll be fine. Yeah. And, and it's you, like and no it, stage, no sound system. Yeah, and, and you really get to know comics, and especially like the some are some f- behaved in a very entitled entitled way. They, yeah. I, I remember one would say, "Well, you know, the lineup is to me. I'm I'm trying to build a show, and I ha- the lineup is very specific, mm-hmm. and uh, I try to accommodate everyone as much as I can." But then I'm like, all right, this is your set time. This is, let's do this. Are you okay with it? Yes, 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 yes. I got all the, and then they show up. They're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm tired. I just want to watch a television show with my, with my, with my boyfriend back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I just go up now? And I'm like, but now it's like, there's a flow that I'm yeah. looking for. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, and they just didn't give a fuck, you know? Uh-huh. And some were very respectful. And you get, you really get to know someone, mm-hmm. a comic, when you book them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, the yeah. that's the real, that's the real guy. Who they are. Right? They'll tell you exactly who they are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking sometimes you book them and the day of they text you, "Hey, can't make it." No that apology. Happens. Right, no, right, right, right. Yeah, right. but sometimes it happens two or three times. And right, right, like, oh, right, 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 right. You're a flaky piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. I want to get y'all's opinion on this before we go, um, because I have, I can be uh, kind of spiritual, but I'm always kind of skeptical. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you what happened. I, I decided two weeks ago that I was gonna set a date to tape my special. Uh, you know, it's like it's been a long time. Everyone's just taping their own specials. It's time to do it. I booked. The, I booked. I booked the fucking show that yeah. I'm going to do it at the venue. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, which is great in and of itself, because then instead of the, all these abstract sets that we're doing, it's like you have to work towards something. Yeah, and you also stick to jokes that, where you go, no, I know this isn't a home run joke yet, but I want this to be on the special. And so I'm going to do it on the special, so I'm also doing it tonight as I'm getting ready. So it's great to have the deadline. But then also, um, the TV project that I, as soon as I booked that, the TV, I made progress in the TV uh, project that I've been working on for years. In other words, the production company wants to move forward a little bit. And then also, I got a call that I'm doing um, a European tour Ooh. in May. With Segura, oh, man, it's on fire. so it's like it's one of those things for the rest where, like, you know, it's been a tough year as far as work, 
But then when I was like, all right, fuck it. And, th- and it was almost like, well, this could be, like, how long am I going to go on? Yeah. I'm going to take the special so I have this special. Who knows how, you, it's always like this. Is and, it before should, the tour or after the tour? It's way after the tour. It's next oh, year. Okay. My point is, it's like, is, is this something cosmic or is it just a coincidence that once you take something on, something big, that... Uh, to quote almost famous, mighty for- bold forces, be bold and mighty forces will come to your aid. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? But So what's the dilemma? There's no dilemma. The question is, is this magic or is this a coincidence? You, I, I, I don't t- believe I, in coincidence. I okay. Take. Yeah, I don't believe in coincidence. Yeah, I, mean, I think that putting it out in the universe, you get it, it comes back to uh-huh. you, which is why I was so willy-nilly about doing my show. Uh-huh. It's like, no, I'm right. going to do it. And people are like, you don't have the money, you don't have the... And it's because I'm doing it. Like, yeah. I don't fucking care. Right. Like, we're doing it. Yeah. Same thing moving to New York, all of it. I don't believe in coincidence. I think the fact that you and I have been... <clears throat> not just you and I, but you've been talking about setting yeah. a date. And I was like, yeah, dude, like set the date. I'll yeah. fucking buy a plane ticket. Like, let's <laughs> fucking go, bro. And you texted me and you're like, set the date. And then like a few days later, yeah. you text me like, hey, this is actually taken yeah. up. I think you put it out in the universe and as... Silly as it sounds, I think once you do the work for it, yeah. it's not just wishing for something. <laughs> once you start doing the work for it, something I think it, specific it comes back to yeah. you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think it's a lot of, uh, a lot, you know, I believe in this. It's your energy field. You yeah. Know? It's like, it's like, it's to, uh, the perfect analogy is, you know, a girl that you really like. You know, as soon as you, 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 you know, when you're confident, you, be it guy or girl, you attract that energy just just because you're confident. Yeah. And and, and when you're desperate, it you turn everyone off. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's almost like you're wearing a cap saying I'm single. You right. Know? Yeah. But yeah. But but when <laughs> but when uh, but it's exactly what you said. You know, I I, I there's a saying I got from a. a, a um, a street guitarist I met, uh, guy, guy, guy Daniels, uh, who I befriended, just a brilliant uh, musician. And uh, I just saw him playing the subway on 59th and Lex one night, and the subway was passing, and I was like, fuck the subway. I'm like, I just yeah, got to yeah. listen to this dude. Right. And I was like, I got to get to 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 know you. And, and we became friends. And he, a uh, wise man, and he had this great quote. He's like, I'll never forget this. He's like, there are no... Uh, coincidences, only high frequency occurrences. Okay, and I love that. I man. like that. Yeah, no coincidences, just high frequency occurrences. Right. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I think is happening to you. Yeah, you're, you're tapping into that higher frequency. Right, where just you know the universe is serving you. Right, it's helping you as opposed to you asking for it. Right. Yeah, and it was also it was also a vague uh, request before. It was like, hey, can I get something? Yeah. Well, what do you want, Matt? Something. Anything. Something. But now I'm like, no, I want to do this. And it yeah. becomes more specific, right? And in a practical way, you can just start working towards that goal. But in another way, something happened as soon as I as soon as I booked it, I started to feel really good. First of all, that they were just like fuck the improvs in Los Angeles were like fuck yeah, like that made Hell me feel yeah, good. Yeah, and um, dude, I'm so excited. Yeah, yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope, dope man. man. I'm very excited Amazing. about. I'm very excited about everything. Power of yeah. How out in yeah. LA, 2024. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? We're going to Hollywood, baby. <laughs> Woo! Talk to us now while we're down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> or, we'll have, ne- or never. <laughs> we'll have a lot of a lot of material that'll work right. at the fucking Ned Hotel after, yeah. after we go down. <laughs> God, we should book a venue. Yeah, some warm-up. Do a live podcast. Do we should. Yeah. See that? Fuck. More and more yeah, flow. Yeah, yeah. More and more flow. Yeah, the flow. 
All right, I think that's going to do it cool. for the power of how. We're putting the power in the power of how. Fun, as always. This week. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the power of how. Music by Daniel Torado. Artwork by Nelson Diaz. Follow us on all the social medias at at the power of how podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. And check us out at patreon.com forward slash the power of how podcast. Send us some positive vibes in the form of U.S. currency. See you next week, everybody. Bye.